Welcome to Greater Finance Daily. We bring you the latest from the ongoing crypto and fintech revolution. I'm one of your hosts, Alex. And I'm the other host, Gustav. And today is Monday, October 11th, and we are ready for another episode here with you. Uh, Gustav, how are you doing? Did you have time to check out the crypto market yet? I'm doing great, and uh, yes, I did. We have had a small uh, move upwards for Bitcoin, which is now at 56,438. And Ethereum is down a bit since yesterday on 3.5k. And uh, yeah, no other real uh, big moves in terms of uh, crypto, the crypto market. Um, How is Solana doing? Solana, we can check out. Uh, Solana is down 2.76% to $151. All right, all right, cool. So in today's uh, episode, we have some hot topics to bring you. The first one is going to be BVNK launches digital asset financial services platform. Bitmain stops shipment of Antminer crypto mining rigs into China. A VC fund launches crypto gaming seed fund. George Soros fund now owns Bitcoin. And finally, we're going to wrap up by talking about a bit about crypto exchanges versus neobanks entering the crypto space. A lot of fund focus today, Gustav. If we start by the first one here, BVNK launches digital asset financial services platform. What is that one about? Exactly. It's um, a London-based digital asset financial service platform called BVNK, as you said, that has launched promising to remove the barriers to, uh, that prevent businesses and financial service providers from uh, realizing the benefits from crypto, of cryptocurrencies. And it is uh, offering a business account which provides a know-your-business process for access to some of the bigger currencies and digital asset wallets. And firms can manage settlement, exchange and payment from a single account interface. And um, they say that in, in a world of low interest yields and outdated infrastructure, digital assets are rapidly increasing in appeal. Unsurprisingly, there is a clear appetite among mid-market enterprises for financial services rooted in the world of cryptocurrencies. And um, they aim to plug the gap, that gap in the mid-market and become the go-to choice among fast international businesses and partners for digital asset financial services. So it's interesting to see that they building those kind of... Um, solutions for for businesses and uh, as they mentioned in the article that they have this know your business uh, even for digital assets which is something that i think is missing and is needed what's your take alex definitely interesting um, more opportunities here with another uh, company focusing on making it easier for mid-sized corporates now than to to get exposure to digital assets so Interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, exactly. Moving on, we have Bitmain who stops shipment of Antminer crypto mining rigs into China. So uh, some of you might know that Bitmain is a Chinese manufacturer of crypto mining equipment. 
the most famous one of uh, these ones that it's called Antminer. And uh, Bitmain has been forced to stop its business in China from actually from today, 11th of October, following the crypto ban imposed by local authorities. I think this ban was implemented in yeah, some, some months ago. Uh, in, an, in an announcement, Bitmain said that from October 11th, 2021, Antminer will stop shipping to mainland China. However, Bitmain will continue to supply Antminer crypto uh, rigs to users outside China, including Taiwan and Hong Kong. So it's mainly Chinese, the Chinese jurisdictions that being, uh, that are being affected by this. Yeah. So do you have any, any takes on, on this move from, I mean, it's quite clear that when they impose these regulations that businesses will stop in, in China. Yeah, exactly. Well, not really. Um, uh, it's just not surprising uh, to see that it continues to to move out the uh, mining business from China, and that includes um, uh, the, the, this kind of uh, companies that that uh, build the, the hardware as well. Uh, yeah. So yeah. What I think is interesting is that um, the Bitcoin mining, when the ban was implemented, we saw uh, a lot of mining activity. Uh, just quit basically we can see that on the hash rate on the bitcoin network but ever since like months ago the the hash rate has been coming back online again so miners who've been uh, exiting china has basically been going somewhere else and starting mining instead so china is is banning bitcoin miners from doing their business in china but they are basically just moving somewhere else yeah providing opportunities Moving on, we have VC Fund NFX, who's launched as a crypto gaming seed fund. So this news is basically about the VC firm called NFX, and uh, they've been launching a crypto gaming initiative to get pre-seed and seed funds into the hands of founders within nine days. So NFX earlier this week announced it had lined up a 450 million to invest in these seed, seed stage companies. And um, they're going to focus on, or, or this product or this thing they are la launching is called FAST. It stands for founder-friendly, application-driven, software-enabled, and transparent. And these are different kind of initiatives. And the group is looking for founders who are bringing gaming and Web3, crypto, and NFTs together in new ways, according to the website. So very innovative thinking here from the NFX fund who wants to they probably see what's going on in the crypto space right now when it comes to Web3, the, the great article you've been writing about on our webpage as well. But they see what's happening here and wants to get on uh, early, I guess. Do you have any specific takes here, Gustav? Mm, not really. It just follows the latest trend uh, that VCs are investing heavily in this, uh, in this space. And I think there are many uh, reasons for that. Uh, uh, one might be as you say they want to be early but then also there are, might also be that there are a lot of money in circulation and not so many other alternatives so they need to to look for uh, elsewhere yeah we had the as you talked about in the first news here the low interest rates on the it's so cheap to borrow money these days and it's so a great opportunity for them to to chase the highest yield basically yeah exactly Moving on, we have George Soros Fund, 
owns Bitcoin, according to their CEO. What's going on here, Gustav? Um, yes, so George Soros, for those who don't know, is this uh, Hungarian-born American billionaire investor and philanthropist. Um, and he has a net worth of 8.6 billion is, and is seen as one of the biggest investors of all time. Um, he's known as the man who broke the Bank of England because of his short sale of uh, 10 billion dollars worth of uh, pound, sterling pounds which made him a profit of 1 billion during the 1992 Black Wednesday UK currency crisis and uh, he or uh, spokesman from his investment firm have uh, now come out and say that the family office now owns some coins but not a lot and their CEO um, uh, said that uh, to in an interview with Bloomberg in the last week, and uh, he also said that I'm not sure Bitcoin is only viewed as an inflation hedge. I think it's crossed the chasm of mainstream, and uh, he also continued to explain that uh, cryptocurrencies now have a market cap of more than two trillion, with over two hundred million users which need to be seen and taken seriously. Um, so yeah, that's another multi-billionaire that enters the game, even though there's a very small amount and uh, we don't know, um, maybe it's just the clients uh, uh, that, that wanted Bitcoin or something else, but we don't know. But it's interesting to see that big money goes into crypto. 100%. I do have, I think it's interesting here uh, that Bitcoin especially is seen as, and, and crypto is seen as a niche market still, even though it has like 2 trillion in, in worth in terms of market cap and 200 million users worldwide, it's still seen as this um, shady industry. Uh, if you compare the market cap of Bitcoin, for example, it's much or much bigger now than the Swedish Kronos, Krona that we have in Sweden or in Denmark, the Danish Krona or or even Nor Norwegian and, and many other uh, fiat currencies as well. So I yeah. think, um, but then, yeah, I just think it's hilarious that it's seen as a niche still. But but there is a still a, still a, a lot of shady things happening in it. So um, yeah, I think it's yeah. both uh, uh, interesting and and not at the same time. Yeah, hundred percent. Moving on uh, to our final news topic here, we have neobanks and investment platforms stepping into crypto. Should crypto exchanges be concerned, Gustav? What is this about? Well, this is not really a news. It's more of an article of uh, um, thought uh, leadership or uh, the, 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 the writer analysis, uh, the, the situation where we have more and more fintechs and, and um, so-called neobanks you know, more traditional fintechs that uh, uh, establish um, crypto business or crypto trading business. And now we talk about like PayPal, Cash App, Square, MoneyLion, N26, Revolut, Public, and, and many others. And they just think that, okay, this might be some challenge for um, crypto exchanges. So the more uh, non-traditional players that are 100% to crypto 
you know, like Coinbase, Red, um, Bitrix, Binance, and so on. And I don't know, maybe, maybe like mainstream uh, and new retail investors choose. Uh, it's easier for them to choose those kind of neo banks than than going deeper into the rabbit hole of crypto. Um, and they say also that due to the pandemic, younger tech-savvy individuals working from home, spending more time online and flush with stimulus money, found solace in investing. And as a generation known for not accepting things as they are, simply because it is how they have always been, they relentlessly refused to approach investing in the traditional way and go towards crypto instead. So we will see. Uh, I'm not so sure. I think uh, there will, of course, be space for both uh, the crypto exchanges and the new banks. I just think that it's great that new banks um, uh, start to enable for more crypto to to anyone and makes it simple and easy for anyone to to invest in crypto. One hundred percent. There, uh, you were talking about Revolut. I'm I'm familiar with that one, and I know a bit about the other ones as well. But you know. I know even you have a Revolut account and many of my friends. And if you can buy Bitcoin there instead of transferring transferring it to another crypto exchange, I think it's a big win for the neobanks. I think one important discussion here that needs to be highlighted is also the DeFi space. You know, the DeFi exchanges that are taking a lot of volume and, and money from the centralized exchanges such as Coinbase and the other crypto exchanges. So, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see who will turn out on top. Uh, I'm more well-versed in the crypto world. Uh, I'm not so so good at what's going on with uh, the Revoluts, but I know you you are always uh, giving me news when they come about these neobanks. So it seems to be full speed in that area as well. Yep. All right. Do we have any final takes? No. Let's have a great week, everyone. And, and read the... Uh, Bitcoin mining article on greater.finance written by Gustav himself. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. See you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.